Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, it's important that we take full advantage of tax laws that could work to our benefit. And I want you to hear this piece of audio. This is coming from tax analyst Ed Slot. He told The Motley Fool that having a good tax strategy is even more important than having a good investing strategy. In the market, yeah, you make money, it goes up. It goes down, you lose money. But if it comes back up, you get it back. If you lose money to taxes, you're never getting that money back. That's a one-way street. So it's unbelievable the amount of money we're putting back into families' hands just by doing great tax planning. So how do we plan taxes? That was a great comment by Ed Slot. I agree with basically all of what he said. It's true. You know, you can make money in the stock market. You can lose money in the stock market. You can have a good investment plan that only thinks about investments and total returns and then lose a bunch of money to taxes. So what we try to do here is plan for the things we can control. And what we can control is your tax bracket, right? So if you have room in your current tax bracket, there's no reason not to take advantage of that as taxes go up as the government spends trillions of dollars. Tax planning, I think is kind of a lost art. I worked at a CPA firm in Dallas for three years, didn't do much tax planning, did a lot of taxes, but not much planning. So make sure you have someone on your team doing a lot of tax planning for you. Yeah, because if you are not, just give an example. So an average person that is retiring today, Mark, Mm -hmm. 90 to 95% of their money is in a 401k that is usually all IRA money. So every dollar coming out of that 401k is going to be taxable income, and there's no way to avoid that. It is taxable. And every time you make a distribution from a 401k, it coordinates with your Social Security. So up to 85% of your Social Security can become taxable. So if you have a million dollars in your 401k and you're starting to take 3% out, 4% out, 4.5% out for retirement income, well, guess what? That money is taxable income that coordinates with your social security and your pensions and so forth. So you may jump brackets with those distributions. So if we could take a person that has a situation like that and move half of their portfolio by doing Roth conversions or Roth IRAs, we can turn around and take half of that money that's now taxable and become tax-free. All that growth also becomes tax-free so once you've paid that tax initially on the transfer, you're done. So for the rest of your retirement, that money is now tax-free income. And then we can keep it from jumping brackets. So it doesn't matter if the government goes back to the old brackets where 12 becomes 15 mm-hmm. and 22 becomes 25 and so on and so forth. It won't matter because you're going to have half of that income tax-free. And of course, what Luke and I always try to do is make everybody that currently has taxable income transition them to where five, six, seven years down the road, it's 100% tax-free income. As Art just mentioned, the tax code is changing. It's evolving. You just want to have a little bit of confidence, a little bit of education, some help to make sure you are making the right decisions. And the team at McPherson Financial Group want to help get you there towards a successful and happy retirement. Luke, I want to go back to something you just mentioned. You said when you were working for a CPA, you did a lot of taxes, but you didn't do a lot of tax preparation or tax planning. Why is that? What Would people just come in and say, hey, let's do it now, and then I'll worry about it again a year from now? Like, Why do people not want to prepare and plan out longer? Great question. I, th- I think people do want to prepare, and they, they do want a tax plan. But when you go to your CPA, you give them information for last year. 
And what they do is they take that information from last year and pretty much it is what it is. There's only a couple things you can really do to help you for last year in taxes, right? Everything's already kind of done. So what we do is, you know, we'd be so busy during tax season, we would just gather all the information. We'd do the tax returns, you know, save our clients as much as we could. And then we'd take a break, right? It'd be summer break, you know, in the tax season. Mm -hmm. world. So then towards the end of the year, you're doing other things at the CPA firm. You're doing corporations, you're doing partnerships, you're doing big, big tax returns. And then the next year you fall back into the individual tax world again. So a lot of what was happening is just a lot of preparation and not a lot of planning. And there's a lot to planning the long-term strategies for income planning. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things that we were able to do, we had a client about six years ago, Mike Kinnett, our attorney and also our tax expert. One of the things that he was able to show us is, hey, you know, I've got a client here that's right now paying $120,000 a year in taxable income. I'm in the process of transitioning this guy. Our goal is to get him 100% tax-free on that income. And January of this year, they finally got tax-free. So it took about six years to convert those assets over to be able to be tax-free. But I'll tell you, how nice would it be to have tax-free income when 100%, every dollar coming out of that six years ago was 100% taxable? Art McPherson, you've said it before. Tax preparation, we're talking about last year. Tax planning, we're talking about the future. We want to make a plan for you to help you get to that tax-free income in retirement. And I do want to talk about a little bit about generating retirement income. Now, annuities, they can be a good option for you know retirement income. But wealth manager Jerry Pell told CNBC her thoughts on annuities for someone in their 50s. After the 2000 market corrections and mm -hmm. the tech you know downfalls and all of that, and particularly after the Great Recession, the boomers and retired people started saying, I want my money to grow, but I don't want to lose any money. And so the great thing that annuities do is that they provide an ability to get an income stream for your essential expenses. Maybe right for people, maybe not. Definitely a good portion. Some people love them, some people hate them. A lot of people hate them because they don't understand them or know enough about them. Definitely worth researching. All right, Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, do you think annuities, do they have a good place in overall retirement strategy? Yes, they do. They have a place in the strategy. It's not the whole strategy. It's a portion of the strategy. So if we're thinking about investing, right, and we think of aggressive money, we think of stocks, we think of safe money or safer money, we think of bonds. Well, can you guys just take a guess? The bonds on average rate of return for this year. Negative. Negative. Bonds are down about 3% for the year. So now you have a conservative portfolio with potentially quite a bit of what we consider safe money mm -hmm. is now negative. That's where an annuity comes into play. The annuity can't be negative, right? The annuity cannot go down. If it's a fixed indexed annuity or a fixed annuity, you can't lose money. So now your safe money actually really is safe and you can still outperform bonds over time. So we use them as a alternative to bonds. We don't get rid of all bonds, but there is a place for them in your retirement portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where their fit really is good is using them as a bond alternative, like Luke had said, and also if you need that income stream. So a lot of people today, Mark, have no pension. You know, there is no pension anymore. So one of the things we can do with annuities is create a guaranteed income stream pension payment for a, someone who it is guaranteed. So if they say, hey, I need $5,000 a month, 
How nice is it that they can say, I want 2000 of that 5000 guaranteed for the rest of my life, so I know I can't outlive that. Right. What we do not do, what it used to be in the, the old days, is you had to take that money, give it all to the insurance company to get that promise. Nowadays, we don't have to do that. We basically can allocate an amount of money, so say $100,000, $200,000, whatever we need to allocate to guarantee the income stream, and then when they pass, it goes to their kids and grandkids. So it used to be none of that money would go to the kids and grandkids because you annuity it, but now we have income riders, things like that, where we can do the same type of strategy as annuitization without having to do it. So that way you don't lose the asset and you don't lose the dollars. It actually goes to your family. Do you find that people find annuities can be sometimes overwhelming? Very overwhelming. They can be very confusing and there's a ton of them. I mean, there's probably hundreds of different types of annuities. I mean, we use probably four or five just because there's a lot out there that may be too confusing, may be too expensive and may not perform well enough. So we do research on them every day and kind of weed out the bad ones and use the ones we like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and out of 2,200 different annuity companies out there, when we're (laughs) using about five, that tells you how much we weed them out. And the reason for that is like Luke touched on, fees, typically, if you look at the average variable annuity in the industry, three to 5% a year in fees. Well, we want our clients to be one and a half percent or less in fees. So three to five. uh, No, that's not going to work. So we are very, very meticulous on fees and watching the fees. And then a lot of times people don't understand annuities have surrender charges. You know, if it's a contract that has a minimum time frame, so three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, something like that, there's a surrender charge on those things. So we don't ever put anybody in something that a client doesn't understand the good, the bad and the ugly about it, because Mm -hmm. we want them to know, hey, here's the positive side. Here's the, you know, the gold shiny. This is the thing that looks really great. But here's the gotcha clauses because they're always there because the insurance company to give you those guarantees have to have a commitment from you to be able to say, hey, I get to play with this money for a period of time. So there's a give take there. So as long as that give take relationship works for your financial plan and works for your income strategy, it can be a good fit. It's just when people try to put people in an annuity and they're taking 80%, 90% of their retirement and sticking them in this product that they can't get any of the money back out of it without big charges. That's where we get a lot of negative information out there. People just do it in the wrong way and really don't go through the details of how these annuities work. So Luke, Forbes says that there are some common rollover mistakes that people make that can cost them a lot of money. Why are rollovers so complicated? Well, they're so complicated because our tax code is so complicated. (laughs) So when you're doing a rollover, you need to be very, very careful, right? If you're going from a 401k or a TSP into an IRA, you need to make sure it's not a taxable event. You also need to make sure that if you have tax-free money inside that employer plan, that that gets rolled out correctly into a Roth. You know, when we have clients here in our office come in, we help them. We get on the phone with them so they don't make some of these mistakes. The one thing I usually say to somebody, if you're going to make a rollover and the check gets mailed to you, and you cash it, you are SOL, right? You are screwed. Um, There's not a whole lot you can do after that. It is taxable. So just make sure that the check from a rollover does not come to you directly made out to your name. Yeah. And people get told on the phone a lot of times, you know, they have 500,000 they're going to 
take out, okay? Mm -hmm. And they say, we're going to do tax withholding 20%. So people assume that's all they're going to have to pay in tax. But the person on the other end of the line doesn't have to tell them that if they're under 59 and a half, there's another tax penalty on top of that. They're just obligated to tell them, you know, this is the withholding that we do, blah, blah, blah. And if that income is added as additional income that year for that client, all of a sudden that's added on top of their other income that they currently have. Now they're in probably one of the highest brackets out there. They may be subject to a 35% tax rate, 37% tax rate, a lot higher than they anticipate. That is all due the next calendar year that your taxes are due, plus a 10% penalty on top of that. So it can get extremely expensive, extremely fast, and you've already spent the money most of the time. You know, you used it to pay off a house or do whatever you were gonna do with it, and the money is not there. So it can be real problematic. Another thing we see people make big mistakes on is unpaid loans. So Mm -hmm. if you have a loan that you took out to buy a boat and it has $25,000 left on your loan and now you are retiring, that that loan, unless you continue those payments in your retirement period, will be what they call default. Now, it, it's not a bad thing. It sounds kind of bad when you say a default on your loan, but it just means it becomes taxable in the calendar year that it defaults. So if it's this year and you're retiring now and you're retiring in January or you're retiring in June or July or August, the rest of that year, you may have a lower income, but you also have all that earned income before you retired. This adds on top. So sometimes people forget about that. So well, that's one of the things we see. And we help navigate, just like Lou were saying, when you come in here, we will deal directly with the financial institutions for you. Mm-hmm. You do not have to do it on your own because the language is difficult. The questions are difficult. And a lot of times I see our clients struggle with the questions they're asking. They look at us like, Ooh, how do I Man. answer that? <laughs> you know, it's they're yeah. just very, very. Uh, it's just a different language. Every industry has it. You know, just like our rocket scientists, they're brilliant people. They start talking in their three-letter code. It's way over my head too. Mm-hmm. So everybody has their thing and their specialty, and uh, well, that's what talk. we do. Everybody yeah, has exactly. their own version of shop talk, and you understand the financial shop talk. Absolutely, and we do hundreds of rollovers a year. You know, so this is something we do on a regular basis. Our team's great at it. We're great at it, we can usually tell within about the first three seconds if the person on the other line knows what they're doing or not. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Rollovers don't have to be complicated, but they can be. But again, that's why the team at the McPherson Financial Group, this is what they do. So give them a call. Reach out to the team, artofmoneyradio.com to set up that consultation. And I want to talk about being lazy for a second, because one of the main excuses that people make for not having a retirement plan is that they, quote unquote, just don't have the time. However, there was a study that came out that said the average person spends, this was a little shocking to me, the average person spends more than 13 hours a day, 13 hours a day staring at their computers, TVs, and smartphones. So, Art McPherson, help me put that into perspective. How much time should it typically take for you to sit down with me to help out a client to start putting a plan together? If you've never done anything it usually takes us three appointments. Okay. An appointment usually averages an hour to an hour and a half. So three hours, Mark, we could have the rest of your life figured out. That is like one round of doom scrolling on Twitter. <laughs> three hours. As long as you do your homework and you participate, right, and you're a good student, 
Mark. We can. <laughs> why have you why do you up? keep calling me out? Why do you keep saying Mark? Mark are, are you trying to well, say something? There, are you hinting there's at me? some dead retirement accounts that we're, we've already volunteered <laughs> I know, I to help to you with. That. that you still have just pushed, pushed, pushed. For some reason, you find time to jump in the pool and do your beer floaters. Floating, for some reason, floating beer. Yeah. <laughs> You're just losing money, you know. We would be making you more money. Okay, so take me through that first, you say the first consultation, a no obligation consultation. That's the get to know you appointment. What's that like? Do I talk more? Do you talk more? You usually talk more on that. Okay. So that's where we get to know each other. And then the second appointment is we start getting serious. We get serious on the first one too, but um, yeah, we start really diving into the details of when is a realistic expectation for retirement? Mm -hmm. You know, have you done a good job? Do we have some work to do? Um, How's your budget? You know, do we have some budget issues that we need to fix? Do we have some debt issues that need to be fixed? How are you doing versus, you know, your peer group? So we basically look at you versus the average person at your age group. And are you, you know, doing better than them or are you behind them? You know, because your retirement is going to be really important. And then how much do you need? What's your budget look like? So what do you spend on a regular monthly basis? Mm-hmm. What do we have to prepare for? So that is appointment two. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 Today's show has been a work of art. 